Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by nobody except my fish mounts. One in particular is Ranger. <clears throat> Excuse me. He still doesn't have the raptor in his mouth. I'm looking at it. It's laying right here under a mic stand where it belongs. Lost his teeth. <laughs> he lost his teeth. You should put that back in there, Andy. I, I should, but it's getting fall and his teeth will be growing back in. Okay. That's when I'll start hitting again. That is. I'll start biting then. Okay. Okay. So you probably heard it. You heard Vance and you heard Todd. They're both on the telephone tonight. I couldn't tell you where Vance is, and I think I think Todd's up in New York. I am, yes. Are you guys across the lake from each other? Yes. Are you? Can you see each other and wave? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just see the glow of your phones. You hold them yeah, up nope. in the air. Just a little too far away, yeah. Well, there it is. We're all here, I guess, on the airwaves. So, Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we got jerkbaits. It's getting to be jerkbait season. I guess it never really isn't jerkbait season. But people associate fall with gliders and jerkbaits. And wouldn't you know it, we have both. And big rubber. And just about every other bait, when you think about it, when they're like, oh, it's this season... It's really that season every day. So the swim baits, the jerk baits, the glide baits, the rod holders, you know, a lot of, you know, it's picking back up in the rod holder thing. Uh, we have a lot of options out there. If, if you're curious at all about getting a setup for your boat, uh, shoot us a message. Um, Andrew at fattyzmuskie.com is the email address. You can also go right onto Facebook message the fatty z muskie products page and on instagram and message us and we can work through any challenging boat setup um our system might not be the best but i can definitely give you a fair shake and give you an honest review on what what your options are so check us out there the baits are available on team rhino outdoors and muskie tackle online which coincidentally they also have boss shads uh the four and a halfs who is another big sponsor of the show. So if you're looking for a nice nice trolling bait and a four-and-a-half-inch Boss Shad, which is also the name, which does get confusing, is the, it's Boss Shad Baits, but it's also the four-and-a-half-inch, the name of the four-and-a-half-inch. So Muskie Tackle Online has them, but also for a lot more selection of the models and colors, you can go to Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo in Ravenna, Ohio. They have a brick-and-mortar store. You can get... Just a lot of stuff there, actually. I mean, the name says it all. And um, you can walk in. You can get them there. They have an online store. You can grab your Boss Shads there. They also have a Facebook page. And you could probably message them direct as well. Now, if you want to go straight to the horse's mouth, you can go to BossShad.com. And that's that's a site that Paul runs. And um, you can get all your stuff through there or through the Facebook page. So... Uh, he's been working on some neat stuff. I've been seeing some photos, some big fish thrown up recently online. Um, I don't think some of the size were disclosed, but you can just tell that they were giants. So um, check them out there. Tell them that we sent you. Big support of the show, so big thanks to Boss Shad. And I'm going to turn it over to Vance or Todd to talk about what they want to talk about. Let's talk about Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. We have... Uh... You know, that, that, that's the website. You can find us there. 
we got some dates open in September. We are getting booked up. We've got September, October. Vance and I are going to be fishing probably into November, right, Vance? Yeah. And we'll see what the, sure. you know, we'll see what the weather brings. But uh, we still have some open dates between the two of us. Uh, my September is pretty full. Vance still has some openings. I got some too. So uh, you know, get a hold of us. We've been we've been out there almost every day between Vance and I. Sometimes, most of the time, both of us, and uh, getting a lot of nice fish. Mm-hmm. So call us, book the trip. Let's get it going. Bang and fish, baby. <laughs> That's like the new thing is we gotta work it in there every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how that started. But I know I how it know. started, but it, it's going to be our phrase now. Yeah. <laughs> so Stolen a lot of phrases. We're, we're, we're stealing it. We have. But it, I don't think it was really ever a phrase until we just coined it as a phrase. So, yeah. Banging fish, baby. Terrible. Re- really looking forward to getting into some casting here. I've done a lot of trolling lately. <laughs> Me too. I know, I know Vance feels the same way. I mean, hey, early I'm in the season, we did a lot of casting, and now we're into this troll and bite, and it's hard to get away. They just keep coming. Uh, get the right people. We'll take you out and do some casting, but it's hard when you're getting bit this much trolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my last two trips have been trolling trips, and the one before that was a casting trip, so I know it's, I know what it's like. Yeah. I'm feeling the burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right st croix rods uh you're in the market for a nice rod check out st croix mostly made in america great warranty great people and uh they got you covered just about anywhere you want to go if it swims they have a rod for it so thank you st croix vance let's do the power rankings let's, let's wait into this one yeah, let's get right into it. Power rankings, send in your submissions. We've been doing it since the turn of the year. Get some conversations going and whatnot. Uh, fall, winter is coming. We will get those submissions in throughout that winter season uh, and into the spring when we're not fishing. And I could be in the studio. Um, but we'll get right into it. Coming in at three is going to be mine. I should have done Andy's, but it's going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's going to be... I lost the top spot. Congratulations, Andy. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be one of those great days you have when it's not supposed to be that great of a day. I.e., cold front's coming in. Cold front, yep. And you're down... You look at the weather, you try not to look at the weather, you try not to say, man, you know, this day's going to suck because of the cold front. And if it does suck, I'll have an excuse. But it's when the cold front comes in and you still just have a great day on the water. You catch fish, you're seeing fish, and it kind of goes against what the books would say would be a good fishing day. And you go out there and you have a banner day. What, what what would like? What are you looking to do? Like when you're having those, like days that are supposed to be bad. Are are you looking for a fish? Are you looking for like we just got multiple fish? How, how do you rank Me, that? What am I looking to do? I'm t- 
try, I mean, I, I take it as any day. I'm trying to find multiple fish and big fish. But, I mean, I guess and, is it a sliding scale? Like, when you're looking at the weather and you're like, tomorrow is textbook perfect, you know, will one fish on a textbook perfect day satisfy it as it would no. as a tough day? You're like, tomorrow looks like it's going to be awful. And mm-hmm. you get that one fish. Now, they're both one fish, but does one have a better feel no. to it? I mean, I love this I, I love this power ranking. I mean, this has happened so many times yeah. in, my, in my fishing. Like, you know, oh, man, tomorrow, big, stable weather. The storm's coming in the evening. Tomorrow, we're going to just, it should be a great day. And you go out there, and it's not a great day. And then you have other days where you go to sleep and it's 80 degrees and you wake up and it's 45 in the morning and you go out there. Oh, this is a huge cold front. This is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go out there and you say it. fish, baby. There it yeah, is. Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bang like six, you know, six fish. So Safely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. We're kind of experiencing that. Uh, yeah. Coming I mean, in this week. I'm going to tell you this. Well, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit upon us. I experience the textbook perfect days being an ultimate failure so much more than they actually are textbook perfect. It's just utter, you know, yeah. just terrible. You're like, this it's is it. 50 50, man. It's 50 50. No, gotta, it's like I mean, 99 to 1. <laughs> That it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The more you get to do it, we get to fish every day. So, man, I know that goes against everything. It goes against every article written. But it, it's, Every article but, written, everything. You know, at least in my situation, I like to think that I appeal to some percentage of the population that, that gets to, you know, pick away at their season, you know, with sometimes weeks mm-hmm. or months in between. And you finally like, okay, next week I'm going to do it. I'm free. I'm going to pick one day. And you're just eyeing up the long range. And you're like, Thursday. Thursday's textbook perfect. And you go and you just, you wish you didn't go. Yeah. Yep. So that's my anti to the power ranking of Vance's. It's potluck. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. But it is great when you do succeed on those bad days supposedly yeah. bad days supposedly bad days big mm-hmm. big change in weather everybody hates that you know at least it starts off puts a damper on things it's like damn well but, those supposed bad days are extremely good excuses to not go fishing i mean like if you ever look for a reason you're like i got all this crap planned whatever but i, I was originally going to go fishing oh look at it, it it's textbook awful i'll just mm-hmm. nix fishing it's a good way to just say screw it when yep. you need an excuse and it yeah yeah and you could be missing is. out on a banner day uh, yeah. yeah i mean it I mean, is when you got the guide though. trips coming in you got to do them mm-hmm. and you deal with it and sometimes those are some really good days <laughs> yeah truth it is an excuse, and it's an excuse to say, "Ah, eh, well, screw it, but it could be good. And it's also an excuse to say, eh, we didn't get anything good today. Is that cold front? Yeah. Weather. Fisherman's friend. Coming in at two, um, 
Andy, take it away. Okay, like like always, after the beating I took last week, I feel as though I need to explain. <laughs> Personal experience today, my power ranking came when uh, my family all went for a nice little drive on Presque Isle, which I know there's a Presque Isle in Wisconsin, but this is Presque Isle in Pennsylvania, there in the city of Erie. And it's this like 3,000 acre state park. It's a little peninsula. And uh, we're, we, we got some food. We went out there. We found a nice bench. We sat down. And I was watching the people fishing from shore. And I had to critique them because I know this person isn't listening because it, it, it reminded me of all the stuff that people made fun of me about. This person was using a four foot long kids pole spin casting they were holding it what would be upside down it's not a spinning rod it's a spin casting so they're like reeling backwards left wow and they had a bobber and about four foot under that bobber they had a fire tiger rattle trap they they would cast it out there and let it sit did they make a splashes cast no, they made a terrible cast. They went about four <laughs> feet in front of them, and they sat down and looked at it. And on one hand, I want to say, yeah, they're going to talk about how bad fishing was today. And on the other hand, yeah. I don't even know if they care. But I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, okay, so you got a rattle trap under a bobber <laughs> with a four-foot rod that was probably spooled up with junk line from Walmart. It came with it, all this one thing. They have 30 bucks in the whole setup. Even if I, I would never do this, want to go up and talk to them why that particular setup really isn't going to be ideal for anything. (laughs) They can't speak the language. And that's where my power ranking comes in after the story is having a group of people, whether it's a club, family members, friends, that all are experienced and they know what's going on. Even if they, you you can take a musky guy and we, we, we experienced this when we go walleye fishing, when we hopped on Justin's boat, Todd, and they were sitting mm-hmm. there. Our, our vocabulary might be different, but we know what's going on. Yeah. And it might take you a minute or two to get it. But you, you, you got an idea. It's, it's, what, it's, yeah. yeah. Yep. Having that common connection to be like, yes, I get it. That is really great, especially if you're fishing with someone maybe for the first time, which I'm sure you guys experience rattle trap under a bobber fisherman and then you also experience pmtt quality fishermen but just having that group and obviously i'm speaking to that group right now because we've had 112 podcasts we kind of speak the language so that's my power ranking is having a core group of people that just get a good one that's a good one so Makes for an easier day fishing. I would imagine so. You guys, everybody's on the same page. Do you have any horror stories like rattle traps under a bobber? That's pretty bad. That's pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah, that is pretty bad. I saw some people fishing on uh, Chautauqua with power bait one time off the dock. There's not many trout in there. There's not many trout. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up old memories that Todd might remember. Vance will not. Was it blue power bait? 
Yeah. <laughs> you remember that one? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I be, you know what? I bet, I bet you those bullheads and stuff would hit that, though. They probably would. Just yeah. to think it's ground up maggots or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've ran into those people pulling off the water before in there. It's Early season. It, <laughs> it sometimes makes me sad almost. To, 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 to look it, at these people, too. I'm like, you are, you're, you're wasting your time. But yeah, you could catch a fish here and there, but you're wasting your time doing it like that. You're wasting your money because you have no idea what you're doing. But I guess that's you know, how so, we all somewhere learn. out there, somewhere out there, somebody hooked a muskie on power. a giant. Yeah, yes. And it more than likely came on the idiotic bluegill that ate the power bait. And yeah, he was reeling to him. But I mean, th- that same thing happened has happened to me before. I was fishing, you know, fishing with like my grandpa, and I was like, they have their their rods upside down. I feel bad for them. I want to go say something, you know, sort of like like, like the way Andy holds. His Spin, spin, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen, I've seen them. And you I'm... were very polite with correcting <laughs> me on that. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I've seen them, and I, I can remember my grandpa was still living. Saying, "Oh, that drives me crazy." You know, should I go tell him? He's like, "Just let him go, Todd. Just let him go." Yeah. He didn't want me to go correct them because they were just they were fishing. Oh They're having how power bait. I remember when I was little and was using power bait. That stuff was incredibly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so bad. It was like reminded me of like putty, you know, like silly putty or something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you know you're using like uh, what what are those like ten, size ten eagle claws and stuff like that for trout, mm-hmm. you know? And then you know, you're young and you put like way too much power bait on it. Well, because the more bait, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big, 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 just, fish, big bait, baby. You you can't get you can't get hooks into the damn trout or anything like that. I used to do that like a lot on the bottom. Yeah, you know, and then hook a bobber up like in between the eyelets. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, you know, and then the, when the fish would t- take it, the bobber would you know jump up, the old alarm, hit the pole, you know, and then you go to set the hook. But more often than not, unless you gut hook the thing. You know, it would it would get off, you know. So that's what would happen with that power bait in me. I'd just be like, okay, the bobber went up. I'm going to let that thing swallow it, and then I'll set the, pick it up, set the hook, and, you know, well, the, the, it was gut hooked. Yeah, well, that's like the Surefire hook set is, you know, I've heard people say this, you know, that bank yank in some of my spots, and now this form is pretty much dead, but they would hook a bluegill or whatever, cast it out there, and when they see the line move, I mean, some of the people said we wait 45 minutes after the line stops moving, and then we set the hook and reel them in. I'm like, well, 45 <laughs> minutes, it's half digested. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, when I was younger, that, that power bait, you know, that brings back memories. I'd take these, you know, I don't know. For me at the time, they were big treble hooks, and I'd wrap lead solder around the shank, and then I would put one blue power bait out there and just start setting the hook. And no one could say anything. Yeah. Because I, I had bait on it. Even though all the fish I caught were like in the back and the tail area. It's not my <laughs> fault that they can't hit the bait. <laughs> yeah. That was made up. That was a joke. I did not snag fish yeah, with power yeah. bait. <laughs> power bait is just terrible. Orange 
orange, yellow. Sometimes they had like a twist thing, you know, a couple different colors. Oh, yeah. Oh, a hybrid. Eggs. Yes. Vance, are you Power up on eggs. this and you just aren't letting us know that you know it? What? Power bait. You're, you're I, talking about all the hybrid flavors. I, I did, yeah. I used, to use, I used to trout fish a lot, you know. I was a stream guy, man. I was a purist. Ah. Very, very pure. And so, so what are you now? Pure using power bait. Come on. No, I, well, yeah, I know. I, it was terrible. My, <laughs> my, tra- my, my stream. You're just trying to catch it up. Of like a twenty dollars setup, and power bait, maybe a little jig and a maggot, and that was it. Yeah. And some really shitty like hip waders. And then you go <laughs> read the kind of see where they're stocking. Yeah, just go and yep. catch something. You know, very very boring. Yeah. In my opinion, but yeah, power bait. Anyway, oh, no, I got that stuff. I remember the one time I had, like, a, a nice trout vest, and I, like, kept the uh, I kept the lid off of it because I was, like, in the stream, you know. And uh, I, like, kept it in one of the pockets, and then I went home. I didn't have the lid on it, and I, like, washed the thing. Oh. And I had power bait, like, throughout the entire wash. My mother was about to kill me. <laughs> I, I would be worried the next time you go fishing that a big one will come up and eat you. Stuff's lethal. Right, we we got to get off. It's bad. Nobody wants to hear about that. Well, yeah. I mean, Vance, this was just last year. This happened. You told me this That's earlier. True. That is true. <laughs> Big trout guy. Coming in at one. Todd, save it. Take it away. Okay. Yeah. This is just uh, something that happened here the other day. My daughter's looking through the Muskie Ink magazine, and she's like, "Dad, there you are." You know that every once in a while something will pop up. You don't that that, that you're not expecting, and uh, we got a great picture of Les Lyons and Jacob with a nice muskie they caught. If you remember the podcast, that uh, your boat almost torn- blew up. Yeah, the same same day the boat almost blew up, and we had a little tourney going on that day, and uh, uh, Les Jacob got to reel on a real nice fish, forty six and a quarter incher. And a uh, big smile from Jacob, great kid, love taking them fishing, I love going got, going out with the kids, I love going out with those little guys, and uh, need to see it, it's in the, uh, it's in the new Muskie Inc. magazine that just came out, so it's really cool to get, like, something you don't expect just pop up, and hey, there we are. In a magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had that happen to me. I can't relate. <laughs> you got to fish more. You got to fish, Andy. I got to fish with people that will then submit photos. Yes. Because if That's I nice submitted thing. it, then I'd know. That was a great fish. It was a cool, very cool fish. It was a nice fish. BR boat. It was day. the winner winner. Yeah. It was the one winner. I don't know if I like that fish anymore. <laughs> it made Vance go to second place. I know, yeah. That's, that's yeah. That was like in the last minute too. It was it was a it was the end of the day. You know yeah. it was a, it was a great it was a nice great hit. Wily fat body and it crushed it. 
Hey, Vance, I had a T-shirt when I was, like, in sixth grade. It was a No Fear shirt, if you remember that. And it, and no it's, Fear? It, it said on the back of it, second place is the first loser. <laughs> that is, like, double embarrassing to, sit, to wear. <laughs> One, because it was No Fear, Brandon. And two, because of the very cheesy saying on the background of it. <laughs> If you ain't did first, you make, you're did last. You, did you make? <laughs> I would imagine you made a ton of friends that day. I already had all the friends in the, that I needed. <laughs> I was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that wraps it up. It's a power ranking. Send them in. We'll get talking. We'll go off on tangents. It's fun. Let's get into some musky stuff. Or trout, if you want to talk trout. Look up Vance. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. I don't want to do that. Okay. Before we get into the topic, I alluded at the end of the last podcast of a Mitch story from Beyond the Grave. Now, Vance, I know you have a much better understanding of all of this. Will you give, like, the the latest of the Mitch story, if you remember? You kind of put me on the spot here, but... um, Pull up the text message. I, I don't know much about this. Yeah, so, you know, I took a, a couple people out. Uh, the, I think it was in June. There was a, a Mitch 2, a crappy one mm-hmm. that I entrusted you with. Crappy, yes. They entrusted me. Yes. yes. It lasted like two weeks, Andy, by the way. Oh, yes. I, I trust it, me. I don't, Mitch three I don't forget it. I don't forget. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so I remember the date like it was yesterday. <laughs> Go ahead, Vance. Yeah, so Andy makes another Mitch. I get it. It's a crappy pattern. You after know. I messed up the shipment. Mm-hmm. After you messed up the shipment again. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Again. Actually, Derek, Derek, on that same day that Todd caught that 46 and corner, he, he caught his personal best on it, on Mitch. And he's a big podcast guy. So he was all pumped and... Man, like, the next day, I was taking those other couple dudes out, and uh, it was the same story. I mean, he was casting with his own own pole and had his own setup, and boom, that line snapped right off, and we lost that Mitch. Well, I get a text, maybe like a week ago or something, uh... And he's like, hey, Vance, this is Brian. I fished with you back in June. Funny story. Um, he was the one that lost Mitch, right? Yeah. He's like, I was fishing with my friends uh, and telling them about how I went fishing with you and how Zach, the other kid in the boat, lost Mitch and the whole story behind the bait. Then he told me that the guys, that you guys made a bait for him for a wedding he was in and I put it all together and it was Mitch. He was fishing with the real original Mitch. He was, yes. So was the guy that reached out to you, I think you said Brian, was he the one that lost Mitch or was it his buddy? His buddy Zach lost it. Okay. So Mitch, too, got lost by Brian's buddy, Zach. Brian was down fishing in a local area, 
and they know the guy Mitch, who was originally the inspiration for the bait to have Mitch written on him. And he sent a photo of Mitch of one of the originals. Mm-hmm. No kidding. So strange, so strange. It, it, so it's all intertwined somehow. And that guy loses it, and they all know each other. It's just freaking crazy. So very Mitch, small world we're dealing with here with the musky world. But even still, the fact that that guy was in the boat when Mitch Two was lost, and then a month or two later, he's sitting there fishing with the actual real live Mitch, who has Mitch, yeah. two Mitches, <laughs> the correct one and the incorrect one. Yes. And he sent a photo of it. Nuts. So. That's crazy. There's the latest with Mitch. We don't have him. No. no. Only the no. real Mitch has two Mitches. And but. Chautauqua has two. Yes. I'm still getting haunted. Chautauqua has two. So. Crazy. That's the latest update with Mitch. So strange. Okay. Let's get into the topic. Yeah. We've been talking about this one for several weeks now. It's the topic on if you could fish with anybody, who would it be? And I'm up in the air on many people. So I'm going to pass this one off to the first person that wants to talk about their person. Vance or Todd. Well, uh, one of you step up to the plate. Well, this this can also be, you know, like uh, you being there. For, for a certain situation that happened on the water. Something like... You, you could travel you know, in time and be on the boat. You could yeah. have someone on your boat. Anything. Just a scenario yeah. that you'd like to be. My, m- mine is so easy. This is the easiest podcast we've ever done for me. Well, I I'm hope you got step back. 15 minutes to fill, so... Yeah, I can't. It's going to step back in time, and I'm going to talk about my two grandpas. You know, my grandpa, my grandpa Young, he passed away in, when I was in college. He passed away in, like, 89. Uh, I was in kindergarten. Yeah, my grandpa Eichel, <laughs> my grandpa Eichel passed away, like, in 2008. But those are the guys that got me... You know, my grandpa Eichelt, he was the guy that really was into the fishing. My grandpa Young got into it. Uh, he used to take me. He used to bring me up here to Chautauqua. He used to take me to Canada. He and I did lots of trips together. And, man, I'd love to go fishing with him again one day. And I will someday. Mm-hmm. In another world. <laughs> what, was there but, uh, a trip that stood out in your mind? Yeah, I can talk about my, my grandpa Young. I mean, he, he always said, so he was, he had, he got really sick. He was, uh, he, had, he you know, he got cancer. He was, at 62 years old, he was like playing on the local softball team. He was a very athletic, he used to run the, the 10Ks with me and stuff. He used to run races, but you know, once it, when he got it, it, he got it bad. And, uh, got it he slowed down i remember him sitting there and you know me talking to him and he said someday todd you got to do something with this fishing because you you know there's something there you know and uh i can just remember this trip we went on where uh 
up in Canada, we, we came down across this point in this great big, I mean, back then, it was a great big muskie followed up, and, you know, we tried to get it to hit, and, and uh, you know, it didn't happen. Him and I went back the next day, and I was telling him, put that big black spinner on, and it was a big worth, worth spinner. You probably don't even know what that is, but it's a big, not actually, like right now, it wouldn't be big, but it was pretty big back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, put that big, big black spinner on, and, uh, you know, let's go across this point. And I mean, I can remember the fish hitting. I remember that fish. I can remember everything about the fish, and he got a, like a 48 and a half incher. Back then, that was a big deal. And, uh, yeah. It was just, I had so much fun, so much fun fishing with my grandpas. Uh, so you, you went back gone. through there and got it. Yes, we went back through there and got it. And he was like, you told me to put that bait on and that's the shit that bait, you know. <laughs> now, do you still have the GPS icons? <laughs> I a, do that, not have that's GPS a joke. That was a joke. Yeah. But I got the fish. Uh, Did you have an electric trolling motor or was it all rowboat? No, we did have a trolling motor. We did have a trolling motor. I got that bait hanging in my... Uh, it's been hanging there. I haven't touched that bait in 20 years. It's just hanging up on my wall. And... Uh, just, you know, something I'll never forget. And my... Uh, Grandpa Eicholtz was more into the fishing. Him and I fished a lot together. Probably way more than my Grandpa Young. And, uh, yeah, to fish with those two guys... I'd love to do it one more time because it, it is so different now. I mean, everybody listening can should be able to should should relate to this. I mean, those guys fished hard. My grandpa Eichel's fished a long time. He used to come up here to Chautauqua. We'd go to Canada, you know. And uh, as he got older, into his late 80s, we would go to Canada, and uh, and we'd come home. He's like, "How many did you catch?" Because he, he he quit going at one point. How many did you get? You know, we're like, oh, we got 43 this week. He's like, is it still fun? <laughs> I said, what do you, you know, what do you mean, Pap? Is it still fun? He's like, you know, they they were used to going in the olden days and catching. <laughs> if you got a fish every couple of days, it was a big deal. That's catch and release. That's that. That's the difference. You know, that they just couldn't even relate to what we were doing. You know. Uh, it's almost like that, they they cannot compute. No, the, and and nowadays no. it's even it's even. I'd say more different than even ten years ago. It is. I remember, like ten years ago, when I got my co-pilot on my Minkota Power Drive. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a big deal right here. I don't have to pick up my foot every once in a while. I can run it all right here off my belt loop. And now mm-hmm. and now when I do go, it's like, oh, I'm just going to hit autopilot and step away for five minutes. Yep. And I can't even fathom taking my grandpa young or Eichel's out here on a good day where we get nine, ten fish, taking them out here on the lake and having them experience that i can't <laughs> they'd be like this was a good month back in the yeah, day that's good that's a good old season good, i mean it really year, was. season yeah yeah that's awesome so he got a big one 
Oh, yeah. Was that the yeah, biggest? Yeah, I mean, the biscuit there. It, yeah, that was my Grandpa Young's biggest. Yeah. And you called it. Did you guys re- did you guys get rid of that, release that fish back then? Yeah, that was one that we released, and, now, you know, we've talked about this before. That That's one we released, and we kept casting, and it just did not, uh, didn't swim away. So that fish is... Uh, got mounted. So don't get too angry with me. That was back in. I, I, I can't see how this podcast could even through. continue. I'm yeah. so mad. <laughs> that fish was back in like 86, probably. And, uh, you know, we, we released it. It didn't really, It you know, we couldn't get it to go. It engulfed the spinner. And it's, in, it's, in, it's hanging at my house. What the one in the garage? Yes. Yep. Nice fish. What? Yeah. What? Do you remember what rod and reel? I'm, I'm just trying to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, was it a steel rod or was it a direct drive? No, 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 no. I mean, it was a. Uh, it was a light. It was heavy, he- like a heavy pistol grip. Uh, bass rod, basically. The reel was a black Abba Garcia, like a 4,500, uh, very, very slow retrieve. Yeah, I still got the rod. I don't know what ever happened to that reel, though. But I can think back to that fish all the time. I mean, I, I can still see that thing come out of the water. and That was a big, big deal back then yeah. for us to get that fish. Yeah, it was very, 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 it was a very big fish for us. How much did it weigh? It was a Canadian fish, yeah. It was a Canadian fish. It weighed in the upper twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, it, it. Yeah, it wasn't. It, you know, it wasn't a giant, but it. Well, I, I really feel it was. I mean, you think it was the same one? Yeah, I mean, nowadays we look at it like, yeah, I look back. To those days and you like sometimes we would have a follow and you would go back and try to fish for that fish mm-hmm. uh now vance you've seen what happens up here sometimes you have a follow and then you have 20 more uh yeah but that was a fish that was hanging by this little point and went back it was a stormy day he got the fish we we're in very shallow water the way we used to fish back then Fish come up, went down, it got wrapped around a lot. I mean, and that fish owned us. We just happened to get it. It got wrapped. Uh, and sh- uh, oh, like, yeah. Did yeah. you gaff it or did you net it? No, I netted it. We netted it. Netted it, took it out. Tried to put it back in the water. And uh, it just... Uh, Didn't want to swim away. That's awesome that he went. You guys went back and he caught that. He was pr- yeah. probably just really the next, up. Yeah, yeah. The next day, we used to throw some crazy stuff back then. I mean, we had to. I mean, it was just different. So different than now. The equipment was so different. Lures were so different. Everything was so different. But I was like, put that on, Pap. You're. That's what's going to catch it. Is that what it followed on? No, it followed on one of my... I'll I'll bring it up again. We've talked about it before. 
pull it on the Paul Bunyan. <laughs> nice. And if you saw that, it was like an eerie deary. But that, that's what the fish followed, and then the next day went back there and went to the same point. I, I really feel that that was the same fish. But uh, Was this yeah. about the time where catch and release was just starting to catch hold? or? The, yeah, this, I mean... It, yeah, it was the end of it. It was, it, it, you know, it was mid to late '80s, so we still would keep one. Uh, you know, I, I used to keep one, take it in. We'd always have a big. I would keep one every season. We'd have a big like fish fry, and that was part of the part of the thing we did. Have a fish fry, do a muskie at the end after we played up some walleye and you know fried them up, but. Uh, I know that's not going to go over well with a lot of listeners, but... No, I mean, we're talking 1988. That's a different time. That's, who, that's the way it was. <clears throat> no, the, the only reason why... I always take one back in. I'm rolling this through my head, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, a 48-inch fish is still big in my book, regardless of where you're at. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But what makes it bigger is if this was even at the tail end of the killing slash, you know, the... the, the, the it's not like every day someone woke up, everybody woke up and said, okay, January 1, this date, we're releasing all these fish. There was a gradual changeover, a shift in the paradigm. Yeah. So if the populations of these muskies are 30% of what they are today, that you know that's a bigger deal to have mm-hmm. a fish last that long to get to that size. Yeah, because <clears throat> yeah. it wasn't that long before that we were taking all of them in. If they were legal, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you just jump back eight, ten years. So that fish made it through all that. Yes. And uh, so that just gives a perspective for someone who isn't, might not recognize that, that it was still in the, if it's brown, it's down kind of thing. Yeah. I, I get, I still get people all the time on these charters. Like, did you ever... Do you ever know anyone that ate a muskie, or do you ever know anyone that, you know, kept a muskie? I was like, yeah, I know some people that did that. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a few times, yeah. Yeah, that's that's who I would fish with, man. My grandpa, Eichholz, you know, he was my mentor with everything that I do. Uh, What an outdoorsman. Always cared about the he was doing stuff like Andy's doing right now, you know, way ahead of the time when he first bought the farm. I mean, he bought the place that he lived on back in, you know, like when I was born. And uh, he tried to plant stuff for the outdoors. He tried to plant stuff for the deer. You know, he did stuff for the fishery. You know, he, he, he did that way back then, you know, sort of ahead of the time. And, uh, you know, they're both gone. That's what happens as you get older. But I uh, can't wait to till the day I get to see him again. Put it that way. Awesome. Awesome story. Awesome roots. That's great. That's really, the only guys I want to fish with. Yeah. Mine is really going to suck, so I'm going to let Vance go compared to what... <laughs> I mean, mine are going to be terrible because <laughs> I don't have that connection. But go ahead, Vance. Yeah. Uh, you know... Of course, family. You know, it, it always is. Mm-hmm. 
getting out with family is always fun. Going fishing with my dad is always a blast, and he usually always gets a big one, which makes it even more fun. But, um, of course, fishing with the dad's great. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, but I'll spin off on that, uh, go a different direction with it, and try and do something like, uh, you know, like Quint from Jaws. I'd love to fish oh. that dude, even though he was like, you know, he's a, he's a fictional character. He's a character, yeah. You know, Quint, Quint from Jaws, that dude's just a badass <laughs> fisherman. I, I, you know, I, uh, that's my favorite movie. It's my favorite movie being a kid. Quint always was an amazing character to me, just a badass, intimidating, just fish-catching machine. Um, but I want to go into... Like one of the record fish, the record muskies. Yeah, you that, can have more than one. You don't uh, have yeah, to have like a uh, that, one that, and done. But the, what, what I want to talk about is the record muskie, really. Um, the one that... Which one? Which one? I guess the one that was discredited with with window weights out of the bay. Okay. Out of the Georgian Bay. Which one... You know, I just want to be in the boat for that situation. I wish I could have been there to see what exactly happened, what transpired. Uh, you know, I think those ne- came from. I think those came from the St. Lawrence. But they did, yeah. Okay, so. and I don't Hartman. know if it'd be. I don't know if it'd be bad to mention those guys' names, but I guess you could always figure it out. Um, but one of those world records was discredited. Because there was wind, window weights put in them. I want to. I just want to see. I would have loved to have seen what happened, seen everybody's reaction, seeing how they weighed it, from seeing it in the net, being like, "Oh, yeah. this might be a world record," or "Oh, this might be a big enough fish for us to pull off the the heist, world record." You know? Yeah, you know, for us yeah. to start jamming these window weights in it that we have in our storage compartment here. You know, something like that. That's what I that would be. That would be very cool to see what yeah. actually what what their actual thinking was. Yeah. I think a lot of it ha- came back to the big. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was field and stream or something. You know, they had this big tournament going on. Everybody was trying to break the world record, and that's what started happening. People were dumping the weights in them, and the, those guys came clean at the end. But they were still very big fish. <laughs> mm. yeah, that would be cool to have been there to see those fish. They're way bigger than anything I've ever caught without the weights. <laughs> the, the so thing what, were, what, I mean, what was it? Like a, you know, like a 50-pounder that they took to 60 pounds? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how big it actually was in the beginning, you know. Uh, I, you know, going back, you know, I, I would like to have been with Ken O'Brien when he caught the one in 88. I think it was 1988, which is the one that I sort of still feel is the actual world record. I, I wish I was uh, more well-versed with this world record stuff. I know, a, I think, a basic framework that might be very inaccurate. But talk, talk about the one you're talking about. But I just, I'm preferencing that, so yeah. I do chime in. Yeah, that, that, that Ken O'Brien fish was... Uh, 1988, you know, you had some big names. I'm not going to name them. They were there, supposedly, saw it, but the thought, and next thing you know, it's discredited. 
because they filled it with water or something, but that fish was 65 pounds. Yeah, I think 65 pounds. Oh, my God. It was caught by a guy walleye fishing, Ken O'Brien, Blackstone Harbor, I think. I mean, there's going to be people going to be able to correct me on that, but Georgian Bay. Now, that's been totally discredited, too, but I don't know how we can, I don't know how that's happening in this day and age. Uh, when you come to 1988, that's a pretty, it's not that long ago. No. They've had accurate compared, scales. Compared, yeah, yes, they had accurate Going back to the Wisconsin fish and the big giant fish from the 20s and 30s, and, you know, the Pennsylvania state record is the oldest state record that there's out there. I think it's from 24, 1924. We're 24, coming up on 100 years. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming up on 100 years. No. And it's not hasn't been broken. It's probably not going to be broken. Was it for real? I don't believe it for a second, but do, do you have any more information on that? I guess I'll, I'll get a little sidetrack of that fish. Do you, is there any other information that you know? on the No, PA I, I don't know anything. No, I don't know anything other than that. You know, there's that picture and it's the same type of picture. He's is, I think his name was Lewis Walker, mm-hmm. you know, standing behind fish. It's a great big giant fish. Cool fish. 56 inch 56 pound or something you know mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> probably not probably no thanks yeah probably not probably not a lot of it i mean i wish wish we had i don't know how we got on this topic but vance wants to be in a world record boat vance yeah. wants to be in the world yeah and just see what actually happened yeah I, I guess I you know. I don't think the PA fish was any bigger than anything guys catch. Not on, right. you know, by all means, not on a regular basis, but annually here in our state. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have keyboard forensic, you know, specialists back then. It would be yeah. a lot easier to get away with a lie when you you get mm-hmm. a, you get a photo taken where a guy has to put like that cloth over his head and hold up a pan of gunpowder for a flash <laughs> you get that photo <laughs> yeah. you fillet it up you eat it and they have to go off yeah. of what you say i mean what else it's not like saying yep. well let's pull yeah. up this file you know let's let me pull up on my computer here this thing we're going to you know scale you scale this and we find that that's off and then let the internet talk yeah. about how it you know, that 56-inch fish is really just 32 inches that weighs 7 pounds when it's all said and done. <laughs> I feel these these fish are getting caught nowadays. Some of these giants you see floating around. I mean, they are way bigger than a lot of those fish. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I guess it would be neat, like, if you could just boat hop. Like what I said earlier, like, I'm not, I, I don't get into the drama that always happens over the winter about the world record talk on mm-hmm. on some mm-hmm. on, on a very uh, one per- form in particular but yeah. wasn't it like the St. Lawrence in Wisconsin was like trading world records or something a couple times and you almost wish that you could be in both like in one boat and then like oh there's broken over here let me go over here yeah and it actually yeah. like hold on and just like freeze time and actually weigh and measure those fish oh yeah Cause yeah, wasn't there? I mean, they were 
giant fish, but yeah, Wisconsin wants to take the claim. All the, all the states want to, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, they want to take the claim. Georgian Bay, St. Lawrence, they all want to take that claim. If you look at the New York, so everybody discredited Art Lawton's fish, those ones from the uh, St. Lawrence. But the state of New York did not discredit those fish. Okay. Something is something is going on. Vance, yeah, are you, you outside? I just took a step outside. And I think there's like a twister coming. No, yeah, I, I could hear it. I mean, we're getting hammered right now. I heard thunder and stuff, but yeah, I knew that was Vance yeah. immediately. Yep. Sorry about that. Well, yeah, but that's where I want to be on that world on one of the world records boats uh, that. But discredited. Yeah. I think it'd be neat. The whole thing, from the net to the getting a hold of the people and, mm-hmm. you know, lying. Lying. Okay, everybody, this is the story. Yeah. Stick with this line. And it is lying with it. I mean, you're, when you're dropping window weights down your bellies and stuff yeah <laughs> it's, it's, and that's crazy if like in that world re- like people were trading world records and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's crazy to you know it raises an eye to be like okay how is the world record getting broken this often you know yeah. it's no oh, we got the big one this year oh we got the big one in the following summer oh we got it in the following fall like how is that yes like right now, if someone caught and killed a sixty-seven pound muskie, yeah, there would still be people out there that would not recognize that, right? Because there's some records that are higher. You know, the state of New York still has. You look up New York state record, St. Lawrence Seaway, seventy pounds. That's the state record in the state. It's not recognized anywhere else, but they they they, they recognize it. The New York state records seventy yes. pound or other. Yeah, seventy some pounds. They still recognize the one out of there. Wisconsin got their own records. Minnesota's got their records. Every state's got them. But uh, that's what it says in the in the books right now. So that's always world fun fun. Fun thing on that computer over the winter. I mean, I haven't looked at it in years, but I remember seeing that a long time ago. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's going to be something to to get those records because you got to kill the fish now, and yeah, no one's going to do that. The musky guys just don't do it. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Boy, we are getting crushed with a very big storm right now. I yeah. have a feeling yeah. that, like always this past summer, I hit a little nook in this. It's, it's a huge line. It, it's extending a 1,000 miles. I, I sent you guys the screenshot. I have a feeling I hit yeah. a little blurp in there. When I need rain, I got rain, but I think it got done in like two minutes. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, we're going to be hitting red here for like a good hour straight. What's it look like over my place, Vance, if you're surfing? Green. Dang it. Maybe a little bit of red. 
Oh, well. All right. Oh, well. Mine are going to be huge disappointments. I am going to just preference that right now. Extremely <laughs> huge disappointment. I mean, because really, how, how do you beat, you know, family members, late family members? How do you beat world records? So yeah. I got three that I'm going to do, and they're all terrible. Okay. They're all terrible. They're all terrible. But that's all right. I don't need to make up a lot of content here because we're we're approaching where we want to be time-wise. Okay, Vance gave me an idea with his, with Jaws. I want to be in the boat when the old man in the sea was having his giant billfish get tore to pieces from sharks. I want to beat them sharks off. So he doesn't look like a loser when he gets onto shore. And, like, everyone was like, you're an old man. You're never going to be anything boy stay away from him and good old Hemingway I yes I had to read that book when I was a senior in high school so I found that it was easier just to get the book on tape from the library so I sat there and listened to it in one night and I was so upset at them sharks for eating his giant fish yes that I could yeah how about when in that that story when he's screaming about his hand (laughs) Yeah, getting cut or something. He's like, yeah. he's talking, he's so out of his mind, he's screaming in his hand, he's like, hand, hand, hand. <laughs> yep. I was doing that to, I was doing that today because I got like gill raked like crazy and I was bleeding <laughs> everywhere. And I was just like, oh, my hand. <laughs> my hands are tore apart right now. <laughs> my hands have so much like scar tissue on them. They're like a... Like a boxer's face, you know, like they're yes. like caught with a jab and they'll bleed like crazy, and you're like, oh my god, they're losing, but it's just because it's like just a bunch of built-up tissue. You yeah, touch it and what? they bleed like crazy. Yeah, wait, about ten more years of guide when you're holding every fish you catch for pictures. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See what my your hands, hands look like. Yeah, <laughs> just distraught. But it's a great one, old man. In That's the a sea. good one, the old man in the sea. Yeah, I'd yes. be a shark patrol. I'd be sh- killing those things, and then bring them back. Is that supposed in. to be a true story? Well, I don't it think just that. Ernest, yeah. Ernest Hemingway just it was wrote, just, wrote that. Yeah, yeah, just Hemingway wrote that. But Being you know, Hemingway, yeah, he would have been a great musky fisherman, telling stories and stuff like that. You know, oh yeah, all the posts yes. you see about. You know, they they put it up to something like it's shark fishing, but it's really just musky fishing. But I remember getting the. Uh, the go that that's something we had to read in school at one point i couldn't tell you if it was in high school junior high school college but i was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> i can i can read this it's about fishing <laughs> those were two really enjoyable reads one was one was jaws because jaws was yes. a book prior mm-hmm. to the movie and an yep. old man in the sea was a great one too i was very interested in those two yep. books to read yeah other than that i really was <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I, I could read them. <laughs> I, I didn't read anything like Jaws, but my two books, I like The Old Man in the Sea while well, I listened to the audio, and Lord of the Flies, I enjoyed that one. That's a good one. That's a, that's a good one, too. But audio books, too, though. Audio books. I used to do a lot of audio book listening uh, prior to podcasts. Nice. Mm. 
you know, like you could, I was like, I'm just, re- I'm just listening to this book on this long drive. Now you can do yeah. these podcasts and stuff and you can find whatever you want, really. Do you think they you have need. one on muskies? They might. Nice. I'd they really might. like to catch up on that carp podcast. Yeah. That's, a, that's a reference <laughs> from a really dumb old joke I had a long time ago. But, I wouldn't expect anything less. Okay. Well, then, are you ready for my big, <laughs> huge, embarrassing failure number two? I thought that was, that was a good one. You had a good man. one. You had yeah, a good one. Okay. Well, don't give me too much praise because my next one, I said three, so I can't end with just one. I already said three. Number two okay. would be Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one. Musky fish with Chris Farley. And okay. the only reason is I grew up when Chris Farley's heyday, and the movie that made him for me was Tommy Boy. I'm sure he was a complete idiot and a jerk and just terrible in real life, but the character Tommy Boy, I think it would have been a hoot to have in the boat. I mean, like if they he, did, they did get that deer in the car in that movie. They did. Oh my gosh, they did. <laughs> Bees, bees. Farley <laughs> yeah, would be a fun day on the water. You might do a little bit more than fishing. Well, but no, I wanted the Tommy Boy. I didn't want his cocaine overdose habits. I just wanted. Oh my God. I, I wanted when he was sitting in that sailboat. Yeah, need a little wind here, and the boat's listing yeah. terribly. Yes. <laughs> so get one. him out there. Get him out there. Get him musky. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd fun. be fun. I you like just it. killed Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like it. The grandfather, the fathers, the world records, crazy fictional characters. I got it's one more. Fun. I got oh one my. more. That was well. two. Number one is well, as we found it as a real person, but it's not the real person. I wish I could have spent more than one trip fishing Mitch. One yeah. or two. Uh, you didn't get one one in. No, I, I had a hit on him, but I only yeah, fished with Mitch once. I remember the night. Yomo. You only Mitch once. Yomo. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember that too. Didn't we have to unhook a... Was that the one where we unhooked that muskie from the walleye guy? No, I don't think that was that night. I've had you there more than a couple times. I don't know. I don't remember that story. No, this that, was for that, Todd. Yeah, yeah. We fished with Mitch. That's the night we did that little drift, and it was when the, the fishing was insane. Mm. But one of those evenings a couple of years ago, and yeah, you had one hit, Mitch. Well, you had, we the, had you had the, a fish hit there first. We went up, yeah. and then we came back, and then I had it hit. Yes. And, and those fish were popping. That was in the uh, that was in the uh, in the stream. Yes. Yes. In the boat. Yes. Yep. But ah, okay. So Mitch made it to the stream. I didn't even know that. Yes, Mitch. Mitch got hit in the in, in the in the in river. The creek. Yep. Mitch got hit lots of places that year. Coming up on his date, what, 9-9? Nine, 9-9 nine? Nine, nine was the wrong date. 
Yeah, but that's the day he died on. Yep. So we're coming up on a year without Mitch. Maybe that'll be a good day of fishing. Probably. Nine, nine. We that's... should start looking at that down, you know, into, you know, starting from here. You, you had a pretty good day, I think, on that. There's that a, day. That's the day of that little tournament. Nine-nine is that little Connie Lake tournament that I might do. Ooh. Oh, really? Yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a big money tournament, $5 dinner. They pay out for oh. biggest bluegill, bass, perch, <laughs> walleye, pike, and muskie, and a $5 extra bowfin pot. You catch the biggest, you get 50%. Wow. They've never registered a muskie in all their years. No shit. Yep. Three-foot pike well, normally takes the pike pot, so. That's a good, well, good luck for that lake. It is. Oh, that's, yeah. But, all right, those are my three. Yeah, awesome. good ones. Okay. It's just a good one. Shinless. Nice. Those are fun. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't hammer down because I, I I kinda knew that there's gonna be some going to family and I'm like, well I nobody wants to hear three family things. So I tried to spice it up with some stuff. But mm-hmm. anyways. You did uh, a good job. Thank you. I needed that. I know you're lying. So <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> All right. You did good. We're proud of you. So are the listeners. I don't think so. But, anyways, this is where we're going to end this one. Hour and five minutes, 41 seconds. So, big thanks to Boss Shad, BossShad.com, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, and Musky Tackle Online for your Boss Shad needs. Check them out there. Get in touch with them, uh, with Paul. You know, you can probably, one of the most easiest is through Facebook. Um, he's been posting a lot lately, some cool stuff coming out. So uh, tell him you heard us on the podcast. Um, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. You heard Vance and Todd. They smoked me on this podcast for good stuff. And uh, see if there's any dates available. They're filling up quick. St. Croix Rods, Best on Earth, Fat Easy Musky Products on Facebook, Instagram, and fatazymusky.com. And I think I got everything. Uh, Thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.